0: and gonna be cheesy but comment like subscribe so if it's all right with you Mm -hmm. there is you you know the same the same favorite question that I always have sure you ask me anything. okay what is something that people do not ask you that you wish that they did Uh, by now I should have the perfect answer
1: it's it's a
0: difficult question I like
1: that question though what is the question I I think I would like um what do i what do i want yeah like what are my desires what are your desires my my deepest desires are for my family and to, you know good, good health good health and um and safety in my personal life i'm gonna be married someday mm-hmm. i'm gonna be married someday Want to have not a job i'm so this is a blessing this is not a job to me this is a career well you're this a is force like the, of nature Oh well, thank you. Honestly, I want to make my life as a creative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm blessed enough to do that now, being here. You know, for years I worked at a job where I just well, it was just for a paycheck, and I just never want to find myself in that position again. And um, I just want to make a living as a creative, just making music, making uh, writing poetry, performing poetry, making films, yeah. photography. That that's how I want to make a living. That's like I can't. There's nothing else I really desire. As far as a profession, other than being a, being an artist, a visionary. Yeah. Like you, it's kind of like, how do I describe, I guess, an artist or a storyteller, visionary, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But that's how I want to make make a living. So what am to doing on this planet?
0: And you just finished your thesis. I did, yes. So congratulations again. Thank you.
1: Thank but also, you. your
0: thesis is really fascinating. Do you mind telling us, if you feel comfortable, telling us a little bit about yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm
1: coming for this whole, you know, misrepresentation of religion in church. So... Um, the thesis is entitled The Heart of a Servant, A Masterpiece in the Making. And, um, the pastor is a, is a close friend, um, of my family's. And I've noticed since like when I first started really going to church in my early twenties and she's a great person mm-hmm. and she's not traditional, which mm-hmm. is what I love about her. Yeah. She is not traditional. She will preach in jeans. She will preach in t-shirts. She's wild. She's radical. She loves people. Mm-hmm. I mean, she her church, like, there's people coming to her church from, like, people, drug addicts, people off the streets. Um, One of my friends who was, like, a daughter to her, she used to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like, this woman is, like, the example of how you love people and you don't judge them for where they come from. Yeah. But you embrace them and you love them and you help them in, into better. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love her ministry just because she's love and she yeah. preaches the gospel, which is the truth, which is love, loving people first. Because if you can't love people, well, they're not going to really want anything else from you. Yeah so um it's focusing on and here's another thing about church is people have to understand the church there's more to reaching people than just church church is great Mm -hmm. but you have to get outside of church and you have to know how to connect with people outside of church because from what i've experienced a lot of people know church but they don't really know how to connect with people outside of church um she does a lot of outreach work Mm -hmm. so um i have um Participated. many times she would go down to the corners in Baltimore city and the, the, the not so safe mm-hmm. areas and feed people food and just pray for people yeah, and just offer love. And not just that, but she partners with the community. She partners um with various organizations all throughout the city for back to school drives, backpack drives for um black parties. I mean, you name it, if it's for the city and to help the city, she's for it. So the documentary focuses on her, not just her as a pastor and her church, but her, as a person who's making social impact through the mm-hmm. City of Baltimore, through partnering with organizations to help children, to help single moms, to help recovering drug addicts, to help anybody she can help through serving and giving. So that's what the documentary. Yeah. Um. This was was about.
0: Um, that's lovely.
1: Yeah, she's a she's a great person. Like she. Well,
0: so are you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly.
1: Thank you. I, I try so, to be. I hope
0: yeah. I have a question, and sure. I apologize for well. I received a fortune cookie message once that I really resonated with because I too often in film school we were taught fake it till you make it. Yeah, <laughs> which I've uh, never um, been comfortable with. Me neither. <laughs> you know, me neither. Just,
1: I'm yeah. not the only one. That's good. I'm like, yeah. I don't know about
0: that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like years of grad school when they were like, oh yeah, if you ever just you never want to admit weakness, you never want to admit that you don't know, fake it till you make uh, it. Uh, but yeah, then, as much as they said that, and as much, and these were intelligent people telling me this, just did not resonate with my heart. But a fortune cookie that I received once, Mm -hmm. which – and I think it's a Chinese proverb, so it's more Mm -hmm. than just a fortune cookie. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, ask a question once, um, be a fool for a minute, and be educated for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. or remain a fool forever. Exactly. That's a good one. Because of your own ego, basically. So my question is – and this is something I don't know, and I appreciate you educating me. Mm -hmm. So people who are heads of their community or in the faith, people who are a touchstone for so many other people – who do they have for themselves? Who is looking out for them?
1: That's a good question. That's a conversation I've actually had with a lot of people. So, for the churches I've been to, mm-hmm. Usually they have a covering, which is like um, a spiritual covering, which is an organization. So it's like an organization. And within that organization, there's various churches. Mm-hmm. So like the first two churches I belong to, they all were part of an organization of churches. And they have a a, a senior pastor
0: mm-hmm.
1: who um, is like their pastor. So each pa- I've always been told that each pastor should ideally have a pastor. Mm-hmm. So um, the churches I've been to in my past, they all are part of the um under their uh, umbrella, which is an organization headed by leaders mm-hmm. who they answer to and who they go to for counsel and for help. Um, and then I've also, um, I know some pastors do see therapists and counselors. I've, I've heard pastors say, I want someone, uh, you know, to just talk to me, no Bible, no faith, just talk to me as a human being. Yeah. So um, some pastors do rely on counselors and um, therapists. But so I would think I would say between that and being a part of an organization who um is led by leaders who yeah. are more equipped and more knowledgeable who can help them and those people probably have people they can answer to because everyone should have someone who's above them who they can go to for help and who can counsel them yeah. in times of need
0: because that's hard and, when and you it, are giving so much oh that's a that's a laborious How do you replenish? job that
1: is um ooh that's a job and because I've I don't know. I just, it was weird. I was just kind of, when I started going to church, a lot of, I just got, they just kind of took me under their wing mm-hmm. and um I just got close to them. So I saw stuff in the back end that most people don't see and know they go. <laughs> people have no idea what these people go through. Yeah. Um, I would never in a million years want that job. It's a, the emotional labor. It's yeah. a lot. And it's not just, it's, 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 it's just a lot, but, um, yeah it it is a lot yeah. and um oh it's just, it's such a negative stigma to to therapy when it comes a lot of people in church will tell you well you you know well it's like you're weak if you need therapy and that's just a lie and yeah. I just hate that stigma that's attached to to therapy like if yeah. you have to talk to somebody who has the tools and experience to help you then why would you what's wrong with that yeah you know I think in in the church we we need to get over you know, the stigma with, with, with therapy because therapists have saved, have helped save people's lives. Yeah. That's very true. And I know some pastors who see therapists. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, I say between, between therapists from what I've experienced, pastors, they, they some see therapists, but then um, others have like a head above them who they mm-hmm. have to answer to, which is also good for accountability wise. Right. Because right. It, it, that it's a lot of emotional labor and they definitely need someone yeah who can help them because that's and burnout. I've seen a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot. I was a part of a church. It was a great church for the pastor. He was... It was just too much. And he was a single pastor. And, um... He was ailing physically. Yeah. And he had to close the church so he could get better. Oh, my Because his, his health was deteriorating. Yeah. So, um... The church closed, but he he got his health back, and he's actually doing really good now. Good, good. But the job, people just don't understand. People just don't understand. I, I I know pastors who have paid people's rent. They have paid people's yeah. and they and they don't. They're they're humble, so it's not a bragging point. But they they pay people's bills on top of paying their own. It's just it's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah one more question for you mm-hmm. and then you can if there's anything that you want to talk about or sure. say. but um what is the change that you would like to see in your lifetime wow and I, I mean there's that's such a big question but in my lifetime the change
1: i would like to see just more equality yeah more equality and people realizing that we're all human and we have more like i believe that we have more in common than we do differences i really do that's true I believe that we are more similar than we are different. We are we we are different, but as human beings, we I think we're more similar. You know, um if someone were to take a knife and cut us both, we're going to bleed the same. You can't mm-hmm. tell who's whose yeah. skin color. If blood is blood. We we bleed the same. We have the same color flesh. I mean, I would like to see more equality and just more awareness that we're all we're all equal. Yeah. We we are all equal and we all deserve um love and kindness and the chance. Yeah.
0: I think practicing
1: grace... Practicing grace... Is
0: a way to achieve a lot of that. Exactly.
1: Practicing grace, yeah. Yeah, just just knowing how to differentiate between something that's, you know, redundant, like a person who's just downright reckless versus someone who just had a bad... They just had a moment.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that definitely
0: helps. Anything else that you want? Yeah, i like like to... Um,
1: so I think you you've you've all you seem to have always been really really on the far end of extending grace, which has really enabled you to
0: I um... was a terrible little girl. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm straight up. I'm like that was very nicely stated, but I'm gonna interrupt you right there. I was a hellion really, oh, really? until about oh, maybe ten twelve
1: that was funny I'm,
0: oh Diana. My poor parents.
1: There's a photo you you show me of you. You had like this smirk on your face. I think it was. I can't remember how old you were, but you just said like with the smirk. I was like, I wonder what you did before that picture.
0: Oh, is this my my third? No, my second grade class. It photo? was a picture you showed me and Amy, and you had like a
1: smirk on your face. <laughs> I mean, you were a cute kid, but you had a smirk on your face.
0: I think that was the my the day of my first brush in with a law. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a very long story. It. it that makes it sound way worse than it was. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. I'm just going to tell the story really quickly. So, like, so let's, like, let's preface this with, like, extending grace. I was, I was a, a real hellion. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, second grade, class picture day. Mm-hmm. And my mother had, um, she would put my hair in these, like, twirls. So she would have to, she would take rags when my hair was wet and twist them up and I would, like, sleep in the rags, which... Hurt to sleep in, I'm but sure. the end result because it was just these, these like knots, right? Mm. It was, like, anyways, but the end result was like these perfect little ringlets, which make you look like, like Shirley Temple or just something, you know what I mean? Like ridiculously <laughs> sweet and innocent. Aww. And I was wearing my favorite little like lizard pin, but my hair was like really boingy, right? Mm-hmm. And this girl on the bus, Louise Caroline, kept pulling my hair, <laughs> and it hurts. Having someone pull your hair is not. Pleasant, it does hurt. Right. You know, and it had just been like teased and tortured to get these like things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told her, I was like, please stop pulling my hair. hmm And she kept doing it. And I was like, that is your final warning. If mm-hmm. you do this one more time, I will pull your hair back so that you know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And she made the mistake of doing it one more time. Mm-hmm. And I made good on my promise of saying, mm-hmm. if you do it one more time, I will do it back to you so you know what it feels like. So I did it to <laughs> her. And it hurt. You ate her hair. <laughs> and apparently, she was so terrorized by me mm-hmm. that she didn't come to school the next day. <laughs> what even? And I was like, what? "What's what my hair?" Worst? Was pulled like like seven times. I gave her a warning. I pulled it once. I got pulled seven times. <laughs> and they tried to suspend me in second grade, which is like a huge deal. That's when you're like. That's when there's like, oh, maybe you need to go to like a special school yo, yo, because you've got a school. problem child, you yo, know? And my mother like came in and defended me. So yeah, I'm, I just want to say that like that, that was not an example of extending grace. That was like a naughty little girl, but. <laughs>
1: well, I wouldn't do the same, so I don't blame you. So, Pulling hair, yeah, that, especially if it's your scalp's already sore. Yes. Yeah, that is not cool. I mean, I'm
0: making excuses for myself. It wasn't the good thing to do. I should have well, handled it in a different way. I would have I do so, the same, honestly. But, I would have. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. But thank you. But also, I'm sorry, I didn't didn't mean to interrupt you. That's funny. That's
1: actually hilarious, though. Well, I do have another question. What is, um, because I I love laughing. Um, Yeah. Laughing is healthy. I I try to laugh, get like one really good, strong laugh in every day. So um, can you think of a moment where you like the hardest you've ever laughed in your life?
0: I've ever laughed in my entire life.
1: I mean, yeah, like your stomach muscles hurt. Laugh.
0: I think I I laugh. I really enjoy laughing. I laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of instances. Um, one. So I, I I'm sure I have a better answer, but I can give you two. Mm-hmm. One. I came. Uh, I went to check in on my parents. Mm -hmm. and I walked in, and they were both asleep in front of the television, (laughs) right? And they were both snoring, Mm -hmm. but one octave apart.